And welcome to the John Cass Podcast. Before we talk with Wisconsin women's basketball coach Marissa Mosley, I wanted to remind everybody that we are in the final week of the Ian's Pizza John Cass Podcast Bracket Contest. So if you want the 16 bonus points for uh, this week's trivia question, it is this. You just DM me the answer at John Audius Radio on Twitter or at John Cass Podcast on Twitter or Instagram. This Badger hit what turned out to be the game-winning three with about a minute to play in a raucous Badgers tournament win in Milwaukee at the Bradley Center. All right, this Badger hit what turned out to be the game-winning three with about a minute to play in a Badgers tournament win in Milwaukee at the Bradley Center. DM me that answer. You'll get your 16 bonus points as we go down the stretch of the uh, NCAA bracket, which, by the way, I believe if Kansas wins, I believe I win the bracket contest. I'm just saying. I mean, come on. That's How cool would that be? I won't win the TV, though. I won't win the TV. Um, let's see here. What else? Oh, brought to you by me and Julio. They've got their month of March specials winding down, including the Reuben sandwich for $15, rainbow trout tacos for $16, and always try the margaritas. They're fantastic. And also, Scani and I have partnered up to make t-shirts. You can go check them out. Here's an example of one of them. This is the. This is what I wore to the Badgers tournament game at Pfizer Forum right there. There's one of them. You can buy that if you're a fan of sports in this town. Here's the Giannis quote shirt. Here's the uh, Giannis uh, Athens shirt. And then the Chico California shirt for QB1. There you go. All right, let's get to the, uh, let's get to the podcast. What happens when a radio broadcaster gets let go from his sports talk job? Well, he tries to figure out what he wants to do next for a career, and in the meantime, joins the four million other podcasts on the internet, and the John Cast is born. Join me each week as I talk to guests I find interesting or entertaining from the world of sports, play-by-play broadcasting, or whatever else sounds fascinating to me at the moment. The John Cast is what I'm doing until I figure out what I'm doing. Subscribe, download, and I hope you learn something along the way. And welcome in to episode... 42 of the John Cast podcast. If you're watching on Spotify, I've got this cool little graphic. There's my logo up over here. I'm on a green screen, so it's a little bit confusing. Um, and my guest today is Wisconsin women's basketball coach, Marissa Mosley. Coach Mosley, how are you today? Doing well. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for joining me today. Um, congratulations on your first season at Wisconsin. So what has the time been like since the season ended at the Big Ten Tournament? Uh, a complete uh, utter whirlwind. Um, uh, we uh, typically we give we have to give the kids off uh, seven days, but then that seven days led into spring break, so we gave them two weeks off. And in the midst of those two weeks, we uh, were in what we call contact period, and so we can do home visits with juniors um, that we're recruiting. And so we have. And um, and then we also started uh, end of year meetings, so we had two full days of those um, with our returning players, and then um, we, you know, I've had this a couple no, speaking meetings, and I've tried to sleep a little bit in there, so it's been quite uh, a exciting and busy time. What was your favorite uh, part about coaching at Wisconsin in year one? What did you enjoy most about your first uh, first season in Madison? Ooh, um, I would have to say uh, it was twofold, but both involved people. 
So one is uh, my prayers. I just really enjoyed um, the kind of evolution of our relationship and the um, continuum that we're on of building trust and, um, and then also seeing their improvement collectively. Um, I think that was really exciting. And then the other part of that is the people are fans and um, the community rallying around um, our program and uh, kind of being reinvigorated. So those are probably the one, one, one A and one B. So um, when was your first basketball memory? Like, do you remember the first time you kind of maybe even fell in love with ball? When was that? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I remember in third grade, um, one of my dear friends who I'm still uh, friends with to this day, Molly Doulet, we were um, playing um, in gym class and she was like, you're tall, you should come play with our CYO team. Uh, I'm not Catholic, but the, you know, there's a Catholic youth organization that had um, basketball outs. She's like, you should come play. And so that's probably my first basketball memory. But as far as falling in love, um, I remember the, it was sometime in the 90s and the Houston Rockets were in the tournament, the tournament, the playoffs. And, um, and I was, I was, still am a huge uh, Clyde Drexler fan and I loved Akeem Olajuwon. I love Clyde Drexler. I, he's like someone I still, um, I think I would marry now. I just thought he was so good. And so cool. I just loved him. But um, anyway, but, um, anyway, <laughs> he uh, <laughs> he uh, they, they were playing. I can't remember who they were playing. I can't remember who they were playing. That was in our attic, and the attic was attached to my sister's room like the, the closet to go up the stairs and we pulled the tv down and would like sneak to watch the games and i just remember like to me that kind of spoke to like this excitement and connection we didn't have cable growing up so you had to like catch you know stuff on on um abc or nbc or cbs or whatever fox those are like the four channels that we got um and pbs uh and so um you know so i think it's uh i think those would probably be my first like really my first yeah man i i would kind of had the same thing where you had to catch basketball games on that although i uh my father was just a satellite when we were right was big broadcast so what I would do then is we found this one channel. This is weird. I know, like we're just pointing something at the sky, and we, I found like the Bulls games, but it was like the director's cut almost because they'd go to commercial and the announcers would still be talking and the cameras would be moving all over the place. So I got to watch all these games, like I'm, I'm assuming not legally, but um, but just without the commercials, and I got to see the background of like the announcers and stuff. But I, I mean, in the same time period, right? So just. Maybe that's I think it might have been, honestly, just to be able to see like the behind the scenes stuff and um because you don't ever, ever see that. Like so yeah, I think that's I know, fun fact, to do with I know fun fact. Um Tessa Grady, one of our 23s who's coming in, who's committed to us, um, her mom actually worked for the Chicago Bulls and um, ran their entire game day um, marketing and experience stuff. So 
Um, and at their wedding, Chicago Bulls announcer announced their wedding party. Oh, no way. Music? Like the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? That whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Man. Alan Parsons Project. That's what it was. I was trying to figure out who said Alan Parsons Project. That's amazing. Because that intro, I mean, that intro is timeless, right? I mean, the Chicago Bulls intro, I mean, everybody knows about that, right? That was one of the great things about basketball in the 90s. <laughs> 100%. I actually used it. So I, I, uh, I sit on the board of this um, organization called Shooting Touch, and it uses basketball to help um, provide uh, awareness, education, knowledge for um, girls and women, both in Boston and Rwanda, um, around healthcare, around healthy relationships, around positive, um, you know, self-image. Um, and so I did during COVID, I was, you know, we're all kind of um, doing what we could to to stay engaged and to continue to help and, you know, whatever. And so one of the things I did was I hosted a Zoom session with them and it was like a panelist of really phenomenal women. And um, they were like, we need the kids to stay engaged. Like, how can we do this? And I was like, oh my God, I got this. I'm going to announce the people if I'm a Chicago announcer. And so I had the music going and I was like, she hails from, you know, and it was amazing. <laughs> that is awesome. From North Carolina, one of those, that's cool. Oh man, that's so fun. There was so much fun from, like my love of basketball came from, from MJ, from Michael Jordan, from, you know, watching Jordan go away and then watching those Houston Rockets teams with Clyde Drexler and, and Akeem Olajuwon like you were talking about. I mean, I don't know. There's something about that. And then I start to think, man, I guess this is what getting old is because then you have that certain decade or whatever of basketball that you love and like everybody does it. Every fan does it, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know. I'm in that boat with you for sure. <laughs> Yeah. So, so you come from Wisconsin, um, from Boston, and before that, you spent time at UConn as an assistant coach. So, uh, I have to ask you, what's your favorite Gino Oriema? Oh, um, gosh, that's a hard one. Um, he and I are very um, similar. We we always um, said that we were um, both March babies. Um, he just celebrated his birthday on the 23rd and I was the 12th. Um, and we just had a very uh, similar sense of humor. And so probably one of my favorite stories had nothing to do with our like kids or coaching. Our staff meetings were always like so um, entertaining and you never knew what was necessarily going to happen in the staff meetings. And I think if you ask my staff now, that's there's some of those similarities. But when I was at Connecticut early in my time there, YouTube was just like, you know, starting to really pick up. You know, I mean, if you think about it, that was uh, 14, you know, 15 years ago. So um so we would like get um down these rabbit holes of like different you know game show clips and you know and someone would have seen it like the night before or whatever and you're like oh you got to watch that and then it led to another one and like and i mean we could not breathe like 
falling down on the floor laughing, mainly me falling on the floor laughing. Him laughing also, but he was in his chair. I was like at the edge of his desk throwing myself back because once I lose my, you know what, I cannot, I can't keep it together when I'm laughing. And, you know, and Shay Ralph and then CD would always be so annoyed with us. She's like, okay, okay, okay. Can we just get back to like, you know, working? And you'd be like, no, 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 just one more, one more. So that's probably one of my favorite like memories that, you know, unless you were in kind of our little inner sanctum, you wouldn't have known that that's, you know, what we're doing. It's definitely the key Yes, absolutely. You know, but man, that's, that is, YouTube has changed everything, right? I mean, just the way we we interact with everybody, right? I mean, there's always a funny clip to show somebody. I bet you he still yeah. does that to this day. Right? 100%. Um, so... Why do I love being a coach? Um... Well, I got into coaching because I wanted to be able to impact young women's lives and I wanted to be able to kind of pay forward the experience um, and the relationship that I had de developed with my college coach. <clears throat> and I felt like I had gained so much from the game of basketball. So I felt this kind of responsibility to give back. But what I realized is, um, and it sounds very cliche, but I really have... Uh, gained so much more from the players and the relationships. Um, it absolutely holds a mirror up to you every single day. Um, and you have to, it challenges you in so many different ways um, with how you think, with how you communicate, with how you, um, you know, your growth as a person. Um, and it's the challenge that never ends. And I think that I love that if you approach it in the way that you want to, you know, continue to get better, um, then this is a great profession because it's just one of those things that every day is different and you have an opportunity to really grow every single day. Most excited about next year's Badgers team, I think um, we. the most exciting part is that we went through this year together and established our culture, established our standards and expectations. And so um, moving forward, year two, year three, and so on, um, they can now, uh, you know, instill that uh, mentality in their future teammates. And so I feel like we are headed in the right direction as far as um, continuing to get wins. But you you can't just win games or you can just win games and not have a strong culture. You could just have really talented kids who, you know, are not um, bought into this bigger thing that they want to be a part of. But for me, I think, um, you know, the, the most important part is that you have that strong foundation first and now you get the people that really believe in it. And now we can kind of really start to take off. Yeah. How cool is it when the Kohl Center gets uh, like uh, the game, I think it was Illinois, right, with the 6,000 fans? I mean, that atmosphere, once you start to put that amount of better and better and better, I know you are, um, you know, super passionate about keeping this fan base excited for, for this because once it once it turns the corner, it's, it's Kohl Center is going to be a fun, fun environment to go to. 
No, for sure. And I've been really um, appreciative of the fans who already kind of, um, you know, bought in and have gotten super excited about what um, what is to come. And I think we can already see um, a shift. And so, yeah, that game, the Illinois game, was uh, phenomenal for National Girls Women in Sports Day. Um, but I think also just a preview of, of what can come and what can be. And then you see, you know, our men's games. And um, this year they had a phenomenal year. I see um, that those fans are, are out there. And, Badger baseball is real and you see um, you know, volleyball. And so, um, yeah, I think, you know, I told um, everyone when we got here that we're going to put a good product on the floor that they'll be proud of. And I stand by that. And I think that that will continue to grow our fan base and make this a really tough environment to play. Uh, yeah. You know, one thing I was wondering when um, I finally got to one of my first practices, because like you just mentioned, volleyball, I was covering volleyball at the time. Um, and I, I was curious how you interact with like players. So what can a player do at a Marissa Mosley practice to get your attention? Like, what is it that that you see out there that you're looking for from from your student athletes? Ooh, um, one is their competitive nature. Like, if they're out there and they're competing in every drill, that's going to get my attention. Um, getting excited for their teammates' success. Um, absolutely is something that will draw my attention or if you, you know, someone makes a great hustle play, you run over and you pick them up and, um, you know, the, the expectation is anytime someone falls on the floor, we're all going to, um, you know, help them up and just small things like that. Um, you know, if you come to our practice, we don't walk anywhere, you know, we're jogging the water, we're jogging back to the, the drills. Um, you'll hear me saying multiple times, all right, let's go, let's go hustle. We're not walking anywhere. It's a mentality of we're always kind of training ourselves to be excellent, even going and getting water. Um, and so I think, um, those are some of the things that would be would see. And then, um, you know, I constantly challenge them to match my intensity and match my passion. And the minute that I think that they're getting close, I'm going to raise the level another level so that we continue to play together. What um, practice have always been like for you or have your coaching philosophy kind of more now? Um, no, I think, you know, if you came to uh, Denver practice, Minnesota or UConn, my role has always been as an assistant in those three instances. Um, I My role was based off my personality. Like, so what I brought to each of those staff was um, an excitement, a passion, um, the relationships with the kids that could get after them, but also um, love them up. I was the hype person for them. So I was, you know, leading by example. And so when I became a head coach, that wasn't gonna go away. Um, so, you know, you might see me if somebody gets some, you know, get something that we've been working on or we get a big stop. I'm, I'm gonna run across the court and I'm gonna either like hug them. I've, I've been known to spin them around if, um, if I can, you know, I'm not getting older now. So sometimes that doesn't always work. Um, you know, high five them as they're running back on defense or, you know, just showing them like, I'm just as excited as they are. And it's really cool because in this role, you know, you're kind of a de facto parent. And when little kids do something well, oftentimes, you know, they're like, mommy, look at, look what I did. You know, like there's that 
um, that kind of sense of they want that acknowledgement. And so I feel like I, I get to have those moments. I'm not their mom, but it's like, I did it. And you're like, you did it. You know, so like you get to have that multiples of those moments when they have success. And that to me is really rewarding. So I wanted to play a top three type of game with you to get to, to get to know you a little bit better off the court. Okay. Are you ready for this? Okay. Let's now you've it. already kind of talked about this, but um, top three favorite athletes, if you had to come up with your top three favorite athletes, I know Clyde Drexler is probably number one, but who are the other two favorite athletes all time for you? Uh, love Grant Hill. Ooh. Okay. Love, love him. Uh, ooh, that's a good one. Um, I, when I was, uh, when I was little, I, I wanted to be a gymnast, um, only because watching Olympics, like I'm, I literally can't flip or anything. Although ironically, my niece can, she's very good at it. So I think I'm going to be able to live vicariously through her. Nice. Um, but I love Dominique Dawes growing up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dominique Dawes. All right. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Getting to know coach Marissa Mosley, top three songs. Like if you had to pit pick your top three songs, put them out there on the, uh, the iPod. <laughs> what are they, what's music on nowadays? Phones? <laughs> I know. It's like the iPod. Wow. Okay. Let's shuffle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> took it back there for a sec. I would say top three songs. Um, I love, uh, hmm. I mean, I, I'm old soul, so I okay. love Motown. Okay. And so I would say, um, the OJs, uh, oh. Stairway to Heaven. I would say uh, number one is I should have started with this one. Um, Donny Hathaway, A Song for You. Okay. And um, in honor of my niece's uh, Love on Top, that's our like song that we do together by Beyonce. Okay, there we go. Excellent. You know um, the Motown era. That was a Bo Ryan, former Badger coach. He loved the Motown. Uh, I did era. not know that, but now yeah. I have something else in common with him. Okay. There you go. All right. Um, and then my final top three for you, top three TV shows or movies that now this can be either what's catching your eye right now or maybe all time. Oh, okay. Um, well, this is going to sound wildly inappropriate, but when I was a kid, I don't know why my mom and dad let me watch this, but I loved Three's Company. John okay. Ritter was everything to me. Um, and so uh, rest in peace of John Ritter. But yes, uh, Three's Company was one. Um, hmm. Which I think probably speaks to like my performative nature at this age, you know, like yeah. I like to like tell a joke and, you know, kind of have some physical comedy with my stories. Um, <laughs> um, all from Three's Company. Okay, I know it all stemmed from there. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, let's see. I just, I lately I've been into these documentaries of yes. all these scamming things. So like bad vegan, bad vegan, the Tinder swindler, um, uh, inventing Anna, like these shows have really piqued my interest, um, at the okay. end of the season. And by the way, I haven't heard of those, so I'm going to have to check those out. Oh, you have to check them out. Yeah. One is the bad vegan is about the woman who started the first all vegan restaurant like years ago. And the, like what ensued, and there was some like you know um, fraud and things of that nature. Oh, okay. Um, the Tinder swindler was this guy who was able to like swindle these women out of 
hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then Inventing Anna was based off a true, all these are based off true stories. Um, yeah. But um, Shonda Rhimes uh, did the Inventing Anna. And um, this one is about this woman who presented herself as like an heiress um, and having all this money. And she like basically duped so many people for years. So oh. yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, but you I gotta, like give yourself some time because uh, that one is has multiple parts to it. So okay, yeah, I definitely have to check that out. All right, that was about four, three or four, right there. Yeah, sorry, um, there you go. That's okay. My final question for you, Coach, um, is so outside of basketball, and this might be a little tricky, but what else are you passionate about outside of basketball? Hmm. Um, well, first, my family and friends, and my friends are like my family, so definitely passionate about that. Um, I love travel. Um, I've been really, really fortunate to go to some incredible places. Uh, All-time favorite place I've been to is um, hands down Morocco. Um, got to go to uh, Marrakesh and it was awesome. And a lot of my uh, house decor is inspired by, um, has Moroccan flair to it. Um, and I love the food. Yeah. And the people were wonderful. Um, in fact, it's it's such a mix of people there that everybody that I traveled with, I went with um, three other friends, and we all uh, uh, present very different um, um, as people. And we all were asked if we were Moroccan at one point or another. So <laughs> it's just that's how wide of a melting pot yeah. it was. And I thought yeah. that was actually really dope. Um, yeah. And then I love decorating. So, um, you know, I um, really enjoy probably the majority of my Instagram is decorating um, bloggers and bloggers. Oh, that's cool. So uh, have you so are you a big like decorating your your house or your office type of person then like all of those all of the above? Oh, man, I'm not I'm awful at that. I'm just like put something there and put something over there. That's oh, I got cool. you covered. You let me know. I can help you out. Okay, I will. I will do that. That's uh, where's the next spot you want to go then? Travel. Ooh, um, so Greece has definitely been on my list for a while. Um, but it was ironic. I, I follow this travel blogger also, and um, she, you know, in um, uh, Mykonos, you know, you have the beautiful um white and blue background and everything. But she's like, you can do that. In her opinion, you could do it in a day. And a lot of times people see those pictures and whatever. So, I mean, to each his own. But, um, I, you know, you're supposed to go other places. But I honestly would go back to Morocco again. Like, I love that. I love Italy, too. I've been fortunate to go there, um, like, four different times. And um, at each time, I just fall more in love with the country um, and the food. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the yeah. People. So, yeah. But, no, I, I um, you know, it's been so long since we've been able to travel and you know to try to like figure out where that's supposed to you know be we're supposed to, we were supposed to go to my dad is um, from South America he immigrated here when he was 17 so we were supposed to go back to his home country of Guyana in South America um last summer so that's probably my next trip potentially but we'll see very cool my dad's from uh, Colombia I so, did not know that okay about that? so Adios. Got yeah. it. <laughs> we got something we have something in 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 common there you know by the way you should take the team on an overseas type of tour you know the volleyball team did that and they came back with like the freshman of the year recruiting her from one of those matches so oh, wow. now okay. you get to travel i mean 
Yeah, well, you know, I actually, that's on my agenda. And yeah. I mentioned to you before about the um, the organization that I'm sitting on the board of, mm -hmm. and they have an arm in Rwanda. And so instead of uh, potentially being a basketball um, only trip, I kind of want to do a service trip because oh. I was supposed to go there um, and check it out before COVID hit that may actually, um, it was all set to go. And so, um, I think that anybody who's gone that I talk with in this organization and shooting touch have said how life altering it is. And I think if I could, um, you know, share that experience with my players, um, and allow them to really understand how much more uh, important it is to give than to receive, then I feel like I've done my job. Yeah. What made you want to get involved with shooting touch? Uh, so they came, they approached me when I was in Boston, um, my, after my first year and, um, I knew one of the board members, he was, uh, one of the high school coaches in the area. So I kind of knew him in passing. I had recruited one of his kids. Um, but they, they came down and, um, we sat down and they kind of, from the first five minutes of them kind of introducing what it was and because I was not familiar with it um, and the kinds of impacts that they not only had, but were looking to have. I was like, where do I sign up? How do I get involved? And um, so it's been about four years now um, or three years now going into my fourth year that I've been a part of it. And it's been extremely rewarding. And um, I'm so grateful that I've had the opportunity to be a part of it. Very cool. Well, thank you for taking some time today to uh, talk a little bit about your first year at Wisconsin and kind of your background with basketball and even outside of basketball with shooting touch. And uh, thank you so much, coach. No, thank you. This was fun. And um, we we laughed. Um, I hope that you don't edit out. I don't think you can that background. Um, but no. for all of you 90s babies out there, you guys can remember that laser was one of the options that you could get for school picture day, at least in the East Coast, at least in Massachusetts, specifically okay. at Longmeadow. And so where I'm from, where I went to school. And so um, he is living out my childhood dream right now. And kudos to you, John. Okay. Well, if this is 90s, I'm cool with that because part of my like thought process on how I want to brand this podcast is very 90s. So I didn't as even long know. As was... you, if you bring like one song that I songs that I didn't bring up was like 90s R and B, like love that. So like if you could bring in like your intro on nice stuff, I'm here for it. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I like it. I think I might I might try some of that stuff. Coach Marissa Mosley, thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. That's a coach Mercer Mosley of the Wisconsin women's basketball team. I have to look this up. I have to Google this uh, laser background um, because if it's all nineties, that's so cool. I think that's awesome. Hey, by the way, this podcast once again is brought to you by Ian's pizza. We've got the uh, NCAA bracket winding down your final trivia question. If you want to DM me the answer to this one, you'll get 16 bonus points. This Badger hit what turned out to be the game-winning three with about a minute to play in a raucous Badgers tournament win in Milwaukee at the Bradley Center. This Badger hit what turned out to be the game-winning three with about a minute to play in this Wisconsin win in Milwaukee on the men's side at the Bradley Center. So you can DM me that answer at John Audius Radio at John Cast Podcast. You'll earn your 16 points. Also brought to you in part by me and Julio. They've got their monthly 
uh, food specials in this month of March, including the Reuben sandwich and rainbow trout tacos. Go try the margaritas. They are fantastic. And if you want to pick up a John Cass podcast, uh, sports theme t-shirts, uh, myself and Scotty partnered up and you can go check out johncastpodcast.com. All right. We'll be back later this week with another podcast. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>